0: Didn't he say WAP BABALOO BAPA WAP BAMBOO somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that a Jewel's lyric somewhere? I feel like it was. You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. What's really, 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 really good? Welcome to another episode of Clock Radio Speakers. You can already tell what vein we're going to be in this week. I'm your host, Armand. Follow me on Twitter at Armand, wake up, A-R-M-O-N-D, wake up, all one word. Joined, as usual, by my main man, Doc Beats, with a Z, with no, three, no, three no. Zs, because cats is sleeping on him.
1: Follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats, S, not a Z. Um, make sure to just, actually, you know what, at this point, just check the website, ClackReadySpeakers.com. It's got links yeah. to everything, iTunes, yep. SoundCloud, uh, the official Twitter of the show, which is at CRS Podcast facebook um it's it's on tumblr so if you want to like and share please you can do it there you can yep. like and share on soundcloud you can like and share on facebook basically anywhere y'all are we're trying to be
0: yeah def hey um um i know we did a um uh, a fundraiser last mm, we or did. last last year we for did. the uh, clock radio speakers t-shirts you guys do me a favor uh just thought about this if you guys have gotten your shirts i know we had a, a few technical difficulties doc oh have you God. gotten your shirt yet can I even explain to you,
1: it's, it's a long story, the answer's no. Okay. But I'm the only one who hasn't gotten it at this point. As okay. I understand
0: everybody should have theirs. Oh, jeez, okay. Well, if you can, <laughs> to the other fans, My that goodness. sucks for Doc, but... <laughs> it's all good. If, uh, if you guys can, you know, take a picture, Instagram it, Facebook it, Twitter it, whatever, take a picture of you in the shirt, and a Tag Clock Radio Speakers, man, we would greatly appreciate it. We'll show you guys off. Um... And yeah, thank you guys for supporting the only movement that's moving. Black radio speaker.
1: <laughs> that needs to be a new tagline. The only, only movement that's moving. But you know, yeah. we, we the, I don't know. I, I feel like Cam and them might get a little litigious. Like, I, you know, we're for the people. Like, we don't
0: have those kind of dollars. <laughs> True. But we could if, you know, we had our uh, $5 fans. Doc, can you tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: so... Um, you know, we recognize that, you know, believe me, we appreciate the support. We're always trying to make the sound quality of the show better. We're trying to have more features, more options. And frankly, just trying to, you know, pay for the show. Like, you know, our time is free, but it costs money to get it online. It costs money for, you know, the, the unlimited SoundCloud accounts and all that. So that's why we did the t-shirts, but that was $15. We understand, you know, maybe you listen to this, you know, occasionally you're not really, you know, you're not really at a $15 investment kind of place you know, we got a different option for you. You go to the website, com. There's a link that says support CRS. And, uh, you know, you could become, you know, what they call a $5 fan. Um, we, you know, if you, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say. You know, if you, obviously we appreciate it, but, you know, anybody who becomes a $5 fan, I don't know, what what should we do? on I like, shout them out on the show? Should we? Yeah, totally,
0: told, told you'll totally to get a shout out on the show. Um, you know, depending on how much you contribute, you, you know, we can, <laughs> I mean, Oman's I mean, got the see, gold package for the high rollers. Yeah, come on for the, you know, the uh, we had the golden egg Kairos thing. You know, you can, you know, certain, certain level. You can, you know, pick show topics. You can, you know what mm. I'm saying? Like there, there's different, there's different things that will definitely, will definitely make it worth your while. I mean, I think what I'm saying is if you want to
1: pay us to do a show about what you want, there's a price. <laughs> there's a negotiable come on, price.
0: Come on, man. You got to word it in a different way. You can't I'm just, just say, kidding. pay us the no, no, no.
1: And it's not, again, it's really just to make sure that the show is self-sufficient. Yeah, um, I
0: mean, we're not... Trying you know, to make it not, just bigger and better. Yeah, um, totally I, not feed, feeding our families and stuff off of this. It definitely goes right back into the show. So you're really just paying for something that benefits you, ultimately.
1: But but enough about giving us money. Uh, w- w- so what'd you play on the radio this past week? Uh, Dipset. Of course. So if y'all if you if, if y'all missed disc- it last week, we had a two-part... Um. The first, we, we, so we're gonna try to break up these episodes into parts because we realize, hey, maybe you, maybe you look at that two hour, two two hour and thirty minute Dipset episodes and you just sort of shake your head and go nah, nah. But you look at it and you go, hey, there's two separate hour to ninety minute episodes and that looks a little better. So what we're gonna start to do for these larger episodes, break them up into different parts. Um, so last week we had sort of the two part first half of our look back at Dipset. Um, so Armand,
0: would you play on the radio? Play a little, uh, early. Yeah. Early. I mean, pretty much what we talked about on the show. So early, you know, come home with me. Uh, you know, yeah, I really mean it. Your, Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Your, What's really good. Your, Um, you're going to love me. You ought to know by now. You know, I mean, the show was so good. I probably, I mean, I might actually double back and play that like because I'll be playing what we're talking about this week, this Sunday, I mm. might double back and just play them again for the next two weeks. Wow. Yeah. because I mean, like, it was, it was not hard. Like, sometimes it's hard to stretch those two hours out where you're like, all right, what can I do? But, you know, like, the hoodie season episode, um, you know, whenever we, we did the retro on Mob Deep, like, there's just, there's just some that are just incredibly easy to do. And this was a very, very easy episode to put together. So every Sunday night, Pulse-radio.com, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern. Also, you can check out uh, the TuneIn app that is for Android and iPhone. That's how most people listen uh, to the show. If you don't have the TuneIn app, just, just period, Like it's a it's a dope app if you want to hear um, radios or radio stations all over the country. I know Hot 97 is on there. Uh, there's a couple of others. But you should just have the TuneIn app anyway. Um, but on top of that, if you want to listen to the Pulse Radio Search Pulse 2K13 and on Sunday nights, 10 p.m., 12 a.m. Eastern, you'll be able to check out Clock Radio Speakers. So, if there's like some sort of song that we talk about, and when you're like, wait, what is that? Tune into the show on Sunday and and I'll play it. And I always take requests. So, use the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers if you want to hear something, hear some sort of mix. I'm more than happy to accommodate you there.
1: Yeah. And I mean, honestly, like, since we, you know, especially when we do these retrospectives, we talk about so many tracks and, you know, obviously we'd love it if, you guys were listening to the music just as much as we are, but like I listen to how many how many mixtapes and albums we listen to in anticipation of this week's episode? Like, we're not gonna expect people to go back and listen to everything, but if you hear something on the show, you hear you hear one of the episodes, you're like, Yeah, I really missed that song, just tune in the radio. That's something that odds are you're gonna hear it.
0: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Shout out to the Pulse Radio. So what are we talking about this week, son? Like can, can we just get into dipset or is there like some other things going on in the culture <laughs> in the that culture. we wanna that we wanna talk about? Um. we well, you talk about your, your your boy Aubrey on SNL? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you check it? Did you check that out? I did. I did.
1: I uh. I think? was at the I was at the UConn game Saturday night. We got embarrassed by Louisville. It's unfortunate. Okay. But uh, but I made it home in time to see um see Drake perform. I saw and I went back and I saw some of his sketches too. I thought it was cool. I thought he did a good job. Um.
0: Yeah. I like yeah. what they did with trophies, although I kept waiting for the beat to drop. You know. Yes, 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 um, yes. Totally, he totally should not have done the second verse to start it from the bottom. Hmm. Interesting. He should have went from first verse hook, boom, um, a bridge of trophies or hook of trophies, and then he could have did the, the first verse of trophies and, trophies and ended it right there.
1: The only thing I can think of is you know it's possible that originally. He had it to do the whole song and then into trophies and and they they sort of said no nah, that's too much time you got to cut and rather than try to rework it they just sort of said well we can start with the second verse you know what I mean
0: yeah that's,
1: that's, what, that's possible that's one possibility but um and your girl
0: uh Miss Akio Janae yeah Janae K. um yeah they did from time they did uh he did a piano cover of hold on we're going home and then a transition into uh from time which. Might be the next single. Seems obvious. Seems, I mean, right now they're playing, I mean, right now on the radio, they're playing the language like crazy. Hmm. Yeah, they're you playing know, the language. It's funny, like, for,
1: there's no reason he can't have both those records at radio. They're Absolutely. Dip, they, they reach totally different audiences.
0: Absolutely. I it, mean. This is the perfect time of year for From Time. Totally. Oh, totally, totally. So, I expect it to, to pop off. That, you know, they've, you know, they've been taking a lot of pictures together, schmoozing. People are wondering about, We'll sub with her in a uh, Childish Gambino. If that's an off thing or, or whatever, but who knows?
1: You know, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I would just say if it's a single, then it's probably just you know a little bit of press never hurt anything.
0: Sure, sure. Would get, you, would, get, you Drake... <laughs> um, yeah. would you think of Drake? The people going
1: gets the computers putin. Would you think of of Drake actually like acting on the show?
0: Um, I mean, he you know he was. He was I mean, he's not like the best actor. Like he's he's cool. Um it was just cool. I really liked him as Cat Williams. He was funny as Cat Williams. Um I don't know if any of the skits really uh, the funniest part, part was probably um Keenan Sway with the hat. That was probably the funniest part to me. Other than that, the show was just alright. But it was good. It was good for it was good for an hour and a half, but you know, I wasn't like blown away, but I think everybody did a good job. What I what I was sort of impressed by, and this
1: shouldn't be a surprise with Drake, but like there was no uh, he he didn't act like you know too cool for school. Like I I can think of very few rappers who I could trust to host at SNL. Yeah, right. Like, and yeah, I'm not saying he's an incredible actor, but like the like the I think those last sketch he did where it was like. The Indiana Jones like thing at the uh, amusement park or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he was so over the top with energy. What other rapper? True. Although I guess now you know Childish Gambino. Eventually he's a he's obviously when he gets even bigger. Like this yeah. this first album. I mean people. I mean we really haven't talked about it in the show. Although when we sort of do our hey what have we missed I might want to loop back on that album. Probably should. Yeah. But he did big numbers
0: first week. Yeah, I think he did ninety. Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino with, 90. I mean, but he's got a, he's got a re- I mean, he's got a record that's on regular rotational MTV Two Was it 3,005? Yeah. I think. That's no. on one oh It's on one Oh six. You know, one song on one Oh six in park the last few days. Is it Santana's um, town? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the ace, the ace mob and method man joint traumatic. Yeah. And I love that song. Be, that song is extra dusty. That's the only way I can describe it. Extremely. I mean, they're they're out dancing in a New York uh, um, project building with like fatigues and hoodies on. Like it just screams 1995. They even have the slow motion running and hopping fences scene. It's amazing. Just need some MPVs, some land cruisers. Yeah. I have to rap on that. (laughs) I was waiting for that. Hey. I'll tell you, that's not what I expected from ASAP Mob. No, I mean, it's funny because you've got Rocky, who's different from Ferg, and now you have, I think this is Nast. I think yeah. this is Nast, right? Nast, who's totally different from both of them. Mm. I did not expect the ASAP mob to go down three different lanes like this. And, and you know, you could say Rocky, I think Rocky is, if he's, not, if he's not pop already, he's like one record away from totally crossing over. I think he's like at the point where all the important people like him, where it's just he just needs a record to really get out there in the public, mm. um, and then Ferg has just totally—I think he surprised everybody. Granted, we didn't like his album, but no, you can't, den- you can't deny that Shaba wasn't a, a, a hit. No, he's yeah. got an audience. He's got people you who really don't. like his
1: work. Yeah, um, I'm not the—I bi- I mean, it's funny because like when I hear him, although the one thing that really ties Ferg and ASAP together is the is the Bone Thugs influence.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you've and then you've got this this traumatic record that sounds nothing like either one of them, but it comes from the same era. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The There's, cli- an, go ahead, go ahead. There's clearly a, you know a '94 to
1: '96 sort of basically, basically our childhood.
0: You know, yeah, reeks of '95, reeks of summer '95. That record, yeah. The only the only thing I would say is I appreciate that record. Um,
1: what I I just hope that New York doesn't think that the answer to their problem or perceived problem—and this—I I could take this podcast in a whole different direction. I hope the I hope they don't think the answer to their perceived problem for why they aren't on top is to simply recreate records.
0: Have you heard the? Uh, and and to me, I don't think that this record is one of those. We're bringing New York back. I really think that like the ASAP Mob is like in their own little world. And no, really I agree. But I guess what I'm saying is. I hope that like New York radio and the quote unquote tastemakers don't look at this and go, "Oh, this is what we're gonna do." Well, listen, uh, you're in for you're in for bad uh, news. I yeah. was listening. I was listening to Hot ninety seven yesterday, and they, they had the Battle of the Beats. And you know, New York really loves Mac Wilds um, mm. because he's you know he's, br- he, he's bringing yeah those old blend tapes. There's a record. Who's on this song is Mano, Mac Wilds, Troy Ave, French Montana, like every somewhat semi-relevant New I think Bodega Bams, like every semi-relevant New York rapper in the last two years. OK, is. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what beat they flip? What? And from TV. Oh. Well, I mean, that's it. A- oh, yeah. So that's that's the kind of. uh Oh, is this what we're doing that? I'm slightly afraid of like we're just gonna, like they're gonna rap over super thug next then somebody's gonna rap over like i don't know 357 get at me dog well it's funny right in a tunnel back next week it's funny right because there's so, there's almost at this point we're getting close to a
1: generation gap between the people who are still in charge of new york radio and and the quote-unquote tastemakers and now the artists making that music so the mm-hmm. problem is like i don't fault the upcoming generation for making music like that because they're emulating that they love like that's normal right yeah. they're gonna rap over that the problem though is why is new york radio playing that are they playing it because they're on that same wavelength of the same generation and they're like yeah i'm playing it for that reason or do they yeah. play it because they're like oh yeah I-, I was
0: around when that was popular let's redo that again right. do you know what i mean like there's a difference yep, yep absolutely I don't know. I guess we'll just have to kind of sit back and see. Um, s- we- stepping away from music, real yeah. quick before we come back to, and, and go into Dipset. Um, did you watch football this weekend? I did. I did. I did not sleep at all <laughs> uh, Saturday night to Sunday morning. And when I got home from church, I so desperately wanted a nap. But um, championship game is It's, it's championship oh. Sunday. My, my yeah, Patriots completely embarrassed themselves. Felt bad for y'all. You know, you know how I feel about the New England Patriots. You guys did not play a good game, though.
1: Um, we didn't play a good game. You know, Wes Welker decided to be a a wrestling heel, and he totally, completely yeah. took out Taleb. Like, just...
0: That was funny. I mean, he really just, like... <laughs> Well, not the hit not him taking somebody out but just the story behind it like you call him a heel makes it funny I mean that
1: I don't even understand how that plays legal but he's
0: really the, he's really the third man like he was really <laughs> this is really Hulk Hogan joined the NWO he just put the leg drop on Savage and everybody started I, my only question is this is my only question for yeah. you Doc you guys started coming back yeah why did y'all run on the two point conversion uh because all this you know the
1: last like two or three weeks two or three games they played um our running back he's been really good and he didn't really have a great game but i think they sort of they wanted um i don't know i think there's two ways you can look at it i think one way they they were still the mindset like this guy he's gonna break out like we've got this yeah and then i think the other mindset as well is well it's the other way you could look at it might be well it's brady of course they're expecting pass so we're gonna gonna switch it up a little bit but no bad play calling um brady is funny right because you might look at it and go wow brady had a really good year but he's clearly on the downward slope. Like, he consistently misses guys on the long ball now. Part of yeah. the problem is, for whatever reason, the Patriots, I mean, first of all, they got like no names at receivers. But yeah. they run these guys, like these guys, and, and whenever they pick these big, like whenever they take their quote-unquote shot plays down the field, they're always taking like the fifth string wide receiver, probably because they think he's going to be open. But they take <laughs> him running down the field. This has happened like two or three years in a row now, to try to come back and Brady's airing it out and it never works. And but he's been missing guys down the field consistently. Um, I feel like he's still got like he's still got arm strength, he's still got like accuracy close to the line of scrimmage, but I feel like on the deep ball, he just doesn't like there they are pat for the not for the first time ever, but like consistently, like I look at some of the throws that he'll do deep and I'm like, Aaron Rodgers would have hit that. Mm. Right? Brady's just he's he's older. Dude's had an incredible career. And the other I mean we just got decimated by injuries, and we got out-coached in that game. Mm. I mean, just... I mean, the problem is, like, once Tlaib went out, like, we had no... I mean, we were already, like, you know, completely thin on it, uh, at so many positions, like, to a point where someone like Tlaib goes out, and it's like, oh, we're in trouble. Yeah. Like, it's that thin all across the board. So, you know, we got to see what they do. I think they really made them... You know, the Patriot way has always been when you've got veterans on your roster, you... Get rid of—they'd rather get rid of him a year early than a year late, right? That's why they get rid of Wes Walker because they said, "Oh, he's going to be old soon. We don't want to pay him for too much longer." And the problem is though, they got Brady. Brady's not going to be around forever, so right. they didn't adapt. They didn't switch it up and go, "No, we're doing all in. We're going on the run now." We know we've got a two to three year w- window with Brady, and instead they got cheap. I don't understand it. You know, that's my rant about the Patriots.
0: There's so your tiny, there's a tiny violin rant from one Doc Underscore Beats. <laughs> Um, so, then we go to the NFC Championship game. Yeah. Um, great game. Fantastic game with the uh, 49ers and the Seahawks. And very defensive. Um, you know, the score does not really tell how defensive this game was. Um, I don't know if Denver can take hits from either one of those teams because they, they were hitting.
1: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they call. I mean, the refs are gonna have an incredible effect on the on this game on the Super Bowl, because um, the Seahawks get accused of of basically doing pass interference in every down. Like they're 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 a very physical team. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way to disrupt the uh the the Denver offense is you got to hit those receivers off the line of scrimmage. Yep. Yeah. Um. But um. Because, you know, it interrupts timing and then Peyton's got to sit back there for an extra second or two.
0: So the refs will be, they're going to play a huge role. I'm really interested to see, um, because Denver's offensive line was fantastic against New England. I'm I'm wondering if they'll have that same success with Seattle. Seattle has a much better pass rush. Mm. Just a much better defense all around. There we go. Um, Some people are actually um, equating Seattle's win to Macklemore performing uh, during the halftime show.
1: You mean they're giving Macklemore credit? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. They're
1: they're giving a musician credit for a team winning. <laughs> I just want
0: to understand. Come on, come on, come on! Don't do this. Don't, don't do, do this. what? Don't do this. You've seen plenty of. You've seen little giants. <laughs> <laughs> it was the annexation of Puerto Rico. <sighs> Macklemore was the annexation of Puerto Rico. No, saw him. I will say, we're going
1: to. How many. Uh, I, if anybody watches any of the pregame on Super Bowl Sunday, and there's going to be like eight hours of it. Oh, my God. I wonder how many pregame th- montages of the Seahawks will be set to can't hold us. Oh, come on. Can
0: I They're bet on this? A, is there an over under? Like, I, I want to make some easy money. Like I'm sure you could hit Vegas up, and there's probably some odds. You probably won't make a whole lot of money, but you'll <laughs> make something. It,
1: yeah, I mean, much like with um, the Steelers and, and Wiz, you right? Know, a little while back. Although in that case, they you know, black and yellow. I mean, that was perfectly timed. The difference oh. here, of course, is you know, Mclemore is much
0: more pop friendly and way bigger than Wiz was. Way bigger. Yeah, that is true. Because that I mean, that's funny because black and yellow was one of the biggest hits of that year, and it still doesn't amass to what Mclemore has done with. Those three records.
1: No, he's got three of the biggest records of the past 18 months.
0: Ooh. Yeah. True. It's true. Um, Very true. So, and, I and guess, then, and, and we didn't
1: need, we need, we just talk about the games. We didn't even talk about your man, Richard Sherman.
0: Yeah, we got to talk about the elephant in the room. Um, what, do you, what do you think about his, his, um, his quote unquote tirade? Um, you know, he forgot the cardinal rule of sports, which is, you know,
1: if these white people are really sensitive and <laughs> especially the old white guys who are on TV talking about football and you know if you have the audacity to actually say what is on your mind well they're just going to kill you for it because apparently they want you to be an insane human being and run around the and run around the field thank risking you. your life thank for, you for for 60 minutes of playtime and 3 hours thank of you. real life time but then as soon as the whistle stops you're supposed to be White bread, Peyton Manning. Absolutely, and that's the only Absolutely. acceptable way for them to go. Absolutely, right? So, yep. I mean, was he uh, abrupt? Was he arrogant? Absolutely. But you know what? That's why you celebrate him, right? Yo. You, you, you know, <laughs> it's uh, I, I, you know, I just don't get it. Like, Ooh. it's, be, I mean, all every single post game interview is almost always complete nonsense it's all it's unnecessary
0: completely unnecessary i was it, just saying that that actually that saturday they've in, they've incorporated um i was playing ps4 for the first time and they've incorporated like halftime and post-game interviews uh, into it's the awful. game yeah it's it's so st- like it's cool the first time you see it but they're not talking about anything yeah we just had to you know play hard and play to like you're not really giving me like strategy as to why you're doing like why you won or why you're successful or why you're losing yeah so i do
1: it it's always like uh well what do you want to do differently? Well, you know, we uh we don't want to let the other team score points and we want to score some points. Well, yeah, no no duh. Um, <laughs> but no, um you know, a couple and what was really interesting to me about the whole thing. So, I mean, let me just say this. So if you view sports as this hyper masculine, aggressive part of American culture and that bothers you, you can go right ahead and critique Richard Sherman because that fits in. But what I have a problem with is people who love football, who love the aggressiveness, who cheer the hits, right? Who want to see incredible plays, who love athletes that just put their bodies in the line. And then as soon as you get a glimpse of the motivations that they have, yeah, you get a little, you're like, oh, right? I mean... I don't know michael jordan was essentially he was you know a homis he was a homicidal maniac almost like he was insane but we loved it because he won yep right i what was what was fascinating to me is how in this era of social media where you would think that people having like an actual like connection between what they say online and their real world self right you got their name you've got their photo you've got stuff about them social media seems to encourage the worst scourges of our population to just be openly racist.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Like, and of course, you couldn't have picked just imagery to try to set them off even more. Here you've got the white, blonde, female sideline reporter. So intimidated by what they're now using the code word of, oh, he was acting like a thug.
0: Man, yeah. listen. You have to realize that Richard Sherman just participated in a play that every boy growing up dreams of. You disrupt the play. You are the reason why your team is going to the championship game. On top of that, um, of course there was the, the, the talk and all that stuff, but it's like, that, could, that is a memory that his grandkids' grandkids will talk about. Your great-great-great-grandfather, Richard, was in the Super Bowl. He was in Super Bowl, whatever it is right now, because he made this play. It'll be lived forever. So, of course, immediately after the game is over, like, if, you just, if I just get done hitting you and I'm hype, then, of course, I'm still going to have that adrenaline. Yeah. Um, and, and Aaron Andrews actually spoke on it, and she said that— um, any other broadcaster would, would not have dreamt for a better opportunity to be with that. She said she wasn't intimidated. It's was actually a picture of them going around hugging after the interview. Um, that, you know, she loved it. And nah, I, don't, I just nah. don't, I don't understand. But I don't understand. I don't understand. Because I don't, I mean, as much as we watched it, I don't think she was. She was going to ask another question. I think somebody, in her earpiece was like, no, cut that off. What is he doing? What is he doing? Cut off, go somewhere else. Because she was going to ask another question. I really don't think... It initially, the joke was funny, but I think after a while watching it, I don't think she was intimidated. I think that when you, when you celebrate and when you preach one thing in the culture, you can't get mad when you see both sides of it. Like, if we are in America, and America is the, the country of free speech and freedom of expression and do what you want and do all this stuff, right? So, you can't be upset. You can be happy and celebrate when people... Um operate in that in this regard. But then when you see a guy, oh my God, he has dreadlocks. Oh my God, he's black with muscles. He didn't cuss. He wasn't disrespectful. Well, he I mean, he was disrespectful to Crabtree. I don't think he was disrespectful to Aaron Andrews. Mm -hmm. He wasn't disrespectful to Fox, to the cameras. Anybody watching at home, if my kids were here, I don't believe that either one of my kids if they were watching, they would not they would not have been intimidated or scared or anything like that. They would be like, "Oh, daddy seems kind of mad." Like I I don't like that bothers
1: me. Just you got to understand how people a lot of people view people in the public eye. They are entertainers. Their right. job is to entertain them. And when they step out of that job, now mm. they've got a problem. Mm. Right? People will love Kanye West for his music. Yes. But when he decides to show the rest of his personality that drives that music, all of a sudden you're not interested or you have a problem with it. That's true. Right? You want Richard Sherman to fly around the field. You want him to have the confidence to make that sort of play. But you don't want to know how he got the confidence. Not at all. Because now he's not entertaining you. And there's a really heavily racial component to that that's that's troubling to me. I'm not going to lie.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. I was really like, you know, comment sections on the internet are just the scourge of the world. And, you know, so a lot of places decided, well, let's, con- let's, let's connect it to Facebook. Right. You see that now on newspaper. Like, so my, my, lo- my, my local newspaper is the Hartford Current, right? Mm-hmm. The oldest continuously printing newspaper in America. Mm-hmm. Their comment section online, you have to log in via Facebook. Mm-hmm. And you will see. Just political junk, racism, not outright. You know, they're not dropping the N word, but there's a lot of this coded language, sexism. Mm. You know, it. It's just like w- really, like this is real. Like y- y'all are just fine. You're. It's you. You know, it. It's disappointing to me. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but it's just like wow. You know. The whole, not, you know, what was the phrase? Post-racial, right? When Obama got elected, it was this notion of post-racial America. No, it's not that at all. It's really that the more, in a weird way, you know, the notion of there being popular culture is really decreasing. And what I mean by that is, it used to be that through the march of progress, right, as you know, we be, uh, you know, as we became more integrated society as you know we stop as as the laws change to give people more equality as this sort of march of progress happened there used to be a monoculture of sorts right popular media first radio then television and the movies that everybody was sort of viewing getting their news from the same place you know that there was this sort of national conversation that could progress along the problem is now that doesn't happen anymore yeah people can get isolated they can get locked they can just they don't they don't have to hear the rest of the world right they can just lock on in right so it means that they find like-minded people right they connect with you know much like people listen to the show right there's a community built around the show fans who you know use the hashtag communicate like the show and all that they, they you know those like-minded people much like how that happens with social media there's the downside where you know people who really have they really have racist beliefs instead of not instead of sort of being drowned out because they were the minority in their community they can now aggregate online right and they can have a voice yeah right and so that's what we're seeing with this sort of stuff right where instead of having you know just the four major news channels and maybe like cnn whatever you've got all these other channels that try and all these other avenues of communication that try to represent all these different viewpoints. You've got 24 hours of news to fill and you've got people who are now isolated in their belief system. So you're going to get this crap. Mm. Anyway, I just spent a lot of time talking about racism.
0: You did. (laughs) That's, that's one of your passions. We need to get you an ascot and we need to get you um, a a pocket watch. We need to get you a a brown leather, Uh, couch and we need to get you a a, a show like tea time with with doc tea time with doc beats and you can just sit around on a you know on a panel and just call everything you know just a a round table of people who don't agree with you just so you can like shout out the things that they say are like asinine and poppycock and stuff like that it'll be hilarious i need um i need some like suede patches on the elbow of my jacket yes of course yes all right yes all right yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Well, on that note, let's 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 turn it. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's turn. Let's talk down. about dipset. Let's talk. <laughs> uh,
1: let's like, talk. After after, after having a thoughtful conversation about racism, let's talk about town. No, let's um, talk about
0: Santanastown. So, when we last left you previously on Ready to Die, where were we? Was it Volume Four? We left off with Volume Four. Wait, did we talk diplomatic immunity?
1: Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, we so, did. we did Volume 4 and Diplomatic Immunity. Yep. So, this is March of 2003. Okay. So, we talked before about how, you know, that Dipset Volume 4 mixtape really seemed to be sort of had two competing interests. It was clearly trying to set Jewels up. Right? It was yep. clearly trying to, like, sort of, okay, here's You're Gonna Love Me, you know. Um, what's the other track on there? Morty you're gonna fear. love me um you ought oh to know you ought to man. know it's like yeah. okay you know okay so he's gonna star because he really is like sort of they they were clearly trying to push him on diplomatic community, right sure so he's yeah. the star of that and then we're gonna start to push him with with dips at volume four but the problem is because the album got pushed back you know we had they, they also had to like remind people oh hey don't forget like diplomatic community coming soon in march right yep um but so, the, you know, the stage was set for, for Jewels to become, you know, he was supposed to be the next dude up. This is how, um, this is typically how at the time, this is how Cruz worked, right? So first for G-Unit was 50 Cent and then he tried to elevate Lloyd Banks, right? And Rockefeller, mm-hmm. you could say that a little bit with Bleak, but then he, Jay was like, nah, it's not really going to happen. Hey, Beanie Siegel, what's going on? <laughs> 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 because Bleak's been one hit away since 1999, like you know. Uh, that's funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was so rude. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm good. I was
1: being thuggish. Um. Anyway, thuggish, um, ruggish, thuggish, thuggish, bone. Um. Anyway, so you know Santana was supposed to be next up. So we get you know his album sp- is, is coming out in um you know in 2003 but before that we get the first Joelle Santana mixtape Final Destination right that's that's the yeah. first thing up mhm or i think it's that right because did you ever figure out when diplomats Dip volume 5 came out no I, I know it's in 2003 i think it's later um no all right we'll get to that in a little bit um so did you listen to Final
0: Destination i did not i totally forgot about Final Destination
1: couple things. so you know obviously because it's a uh it's a Dipset mixtape. They're obviously going to let stuff go that they should have held back from the album in a way. Like what? Uh, Santana's Town.
0: Oh, that was the first time we heard Santana's that Town. That was the
1: first time we heard Santana's Town. Um, mm-hmm. The Mile of Remix.
0: Um, oh yeah, they didn't, They replaced uh, Freeway, right?
1: Uh yeah yeah that's right. Um yeah because it's with Jim Jones. Um okay okay. Um,
0: wow okay 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 i guess we'll talk about that on from me to you right yeah um so anyway so
1: we get a little bit of that but what was really interesting what really was different about this as opposed to the other Dipset mixtapes is we got a lot of freestyles okay we get bone crusher
0: never scared okay ignition remix (laughs) oh god Yo, every rapper, myself included, had an ignition remix in 2003. Everybody, God, that record is bad. No, see, I feel bad. like that record, the the
1: historical like recollection of that song was forever altered by Dave Chappelle.
0: Nah, I don't. I don't like this. I don't dislike the song because of uh, p- a <laughs> piss on you. <laughs> <laughs> drip, drip, drip. Like I could, I could do that whole
1: Dave Chappelle version right now. <laughs> Haters gonna hate. <laughs> love is gonna
0: love. Nah, nah, nah. Nah, that's not why i mean, even though it's the exact same song. It's just, it's just such a corny, it just oh. reminds me of how corny the early 2000s were. Like, it was just so corny. So corny. I mean, you see, for me, my problem is, like, I hear that song,
1: and I am immediately taken back to my junior year in college. Yeah, like I'm in, I, I'm in the club. I distinct I am I'm, I'm immediately in my friend's dorm room. We're we're you know, we're drinking before we go out for the night. Like I'm immediately transported back. Cause that came out the same time as fifty cent just before fifty cent in the club. So like
0: mm-hmm.
1: those were just massive
0: records. Yeah. I uh I mean I think we talked about that, but I the first time you hear in the club, like so sometimes you just know that you just kind of know. I think of Clock Radio Speakers was out back then. And Doc and I, we knew each other back then and we had a conversation. I don't think anybody who had half of a brain, the first time they heard in the club, they were like, it's over. Like, you know, like when, when Sammy Sosa would hit a home run and he wouldn't even have to run. He just dropped the bat and put his hands in the air. That was in the club. You, you making a, you trying to make a joke about 50 Cent looking
1: like he took steroids and then the club video? Is that? Look at you reaching. I'm just kidding. Look um, at you, Stretch
0: Armstrong. <laughs> Stretch Armstrong. You Dolceem in the game right now.
1: <laughs> you think these kids know about Dalsim?
0: <laughs> they better. <laughs> they know what's good for them. They better know who Dolceem is.
1: Wow, you just went to get off my porch, young man Armand.
0: Stay off my grass. I am oh. Stan Lee in Friday. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in forever. Oh, it came on TV like three weeks ago. That movie is great. It's it, a it, great movie. It's, it's aged very well.
1: Anyway, um, no, you're right. In the Club is one of those records where you heard it and you knew it was going to be a hit. Uh-huh. And you knew immediately, like, because before that, the big 50 Cent Buzz record was Wangsta. Yeah. Which was really a New York record that they really tried to push and kind of caught on. But
0: 50 it Cent caught- in the Club, it caught on. But 50 Cent in the Club, you were like, oh. Yeah. Wangsta caught on because it was this guy who doesn't like Ja Rule who got shot nine times. His sto- it was the story behind Wangsta. That grabbed the attention of America more so than the song itself. But you're right, Wangster was definitely a New York record. But you know, fin- finisher in the club tangent. You think they had to pay? You think they had to pay for the double XL cover? I don't know. Probably. If they d- if they did it, whatever they spent on it was worth it. I mean, that was a moment. It's inner it's Interscope. So of course Interscope is gonna crack the budget open. If you if you even if you know that you're gonna benefit tremendously from. Three of the biggest Interscope artists ever on your magazine cover. You're not going to say, well, I'm going to do this for free just because I know the opportunities is going to bring. You're still going. I'm, I'm going to get the opportunity and Jimmy's going to crack open the, uh, mm. he's going to he's open the check. Speaking of which, have you downloaded the, uh, the Beats Music app? No. Are you going to? You, gotta pay. Now you got to pay. It's a 30 uh, day trial. I I read the I read a review of it. It
1: didn't seem like it was doing anything that these other services aren't doing. So I, I agree. I wasn't I really agree. that interested.
0: I agree. Um, I agree. I'm, I'm good with Spotify Radio is still really really good. So yeah, no problems with me.
1: So um anyway. back to 2003 and Joel Santana. Um, yeah. so for me, there was a noticeable like drop off from listening to the because di- I you know those first four Diplomats mi- mixtapes we talked about it last week. Man. Like they had so many records, they just yeah. couldn't like hold them all in.
0: Yeah, clearly. But that you know that was the time when we held we had an affinity. The culture had an affinity for mixtapes, so it wasn't like yeah we're gonna put we're gonna put you know these kind of dope songs on the mixtape and then save our best stuff for the album. The mentality was either we're gonna put great stuff on the mixtape and even greater stuff on the album, or the mixtape is gonna have all the really really dope stuff and the album is gonna have some dope stuff and then whatever, whatever else. And I think they can get, I, I think for a while they could get away with that because totally because mixtapes
1: weren't quite as mainstream, although yep. and we'll talk about this a little later. Certainly there's a point in the dip set sort of era where that starts to flip a little bit yep. and I think it hurts them. Oh, totally. Right. Yep. Um, but anyway, so, you know, final destination, like to me, the best part about this is the cover. Um, Oh, Juel Santana is in it's kind of like an American flag like there's definitely stripes and stars but it's sort of like almost like an American flag kaleidoscope for like a top <laughs> with like the American flag bandana and what looks to be the Twin Towers in the background keep in wow. mind it's 2003 um wow yeah yeah remember, I t- Final remember when rappers would name their mixtapes after movies <laughs> I, I love the early two thousands. They're so bad. Um, anyway, this is a to me what was what was kind of rare about this mixtape is like for, there's nothing here that um, didn't make the album that I was like, oh man, yeah. Um, I'd rather talk about Joelle's first album to be honest. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's so do it. let's do
0: for me to you. For me to you, this um, is. Let, I don't think I. Don't, I think we really need to make sure that we we let the clock radio speakers audience know that this album was a big deal Jewel's had totally had a worthy buzz oh absolutely and a lot of people were waiting on this album a lot of people myself included totally totally when did this, when did this album come out? this album comes out August 19th 2003 man <laughs> it definitely man. leaked before that yeah I want to say it leaked in July yeah, because I remember, I, I was listening to One Day I Smile. Woo! <laughs> um, do you, are we going track by track, or you just want yeah, to talk let's, about the good one? Let's, let's, do, let's do track by track. I mean, after a while, we can stop. <laughs> what do you mean? No, we can definitely stop. Um, so, there's a lot of heat makers here. Yeah. A lot of heat makers. Um... Where, I would like to know if the Heatmakers were ever signed to Diplomats as producers. I'm sure they had to have some sort of deal as many beats as they were cranking out for them.
1: That's a good question. It's funny because there's definitely a point where all of a sudden they really just stop really, you know, like Diplomatic community, and, and From Me to You, like that's really the bulk of their catalog. Like,
0: Sure, yeah.
1: Um, and they've got a couple records, but you know. I want to talk about the Heatmakers afterwards because I feel okay. like there's a whole... Because Dipset starts to switch their sound up. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm curious as to why. Because they were still doing samples, so I don't think it was just a sample sort of thing. But they sort of switched their sound up and... I think, think, I, know, I, think I know why. All right, well, we'll get to that. So we got The Champ is here.
0: I miss, I miss intros where the rapper would just talk. <laughs> like they were so funny. Why do you think that went away? Uh probably because it's a waste of time.
1: <laughs> Total I, waste I th- of time I think I think uh makes a statement became a
0: thing. Yeah. Yep. Um Yeah, I mean, come on. Jewel's was like the epitome of a statement rapper. What the game's been missing, the champ is here. Like those are totally that's totally up his up his up his alley. That's his catalog. Champ is here, is alright, but one Day I Smile. <laughs> I'm, I'm
1: embarrassed now to say that I used to listen to this song all the time. Yo, this <laughs> song was so ill when it first came out. <laughs>
0: this song was so, first day, what day, I, like, yo.
1: See, there's a reason why this is track two. Why? Because there's no You're Gonna Love Me. Ah. So they gotta give you this record up front. Ah, so cuz if they it. start you off with monster music, you might not get to track 3. Well, I'll talk <laughs> about monster I'll talk about monster music when we get there. Yeah. But, you know, if they if they start with uh you know,
0: let's go. You know. No. I, see. They can't start they can't you can't start with okay okay. <laughs> let's
1: talk about that. It's second. Like, about When day I Smile is it's not the best Jewels record by far, but it is and like, if you had to say, what does 2003 Joel Santana sound like? You would probably turn on One Day I Smile.
0: Yeah. It'd be, it'd be, well, I would turn on You're Gonna Love Me, but. Well, that, this is the, um, this is the, this is You're Gonna Love Me's little brother. The, the, is this the maturation? No. Of Joel's? Or is that until What's the Game's Been Missing?
1: I want to talk about it when we get there, but I was kind of surprised that that might be a better, I think that's a better album. <laughs> Are you serious? I, yeah. But we'll get. We'll, well, it yeah. might be. It might be. But we'll get there. It's a well, different. Yeah. It's a totally different jewels. Totally different jewels. I agree with that. Um. So one day I smile. Incredibly dope at the time. Yep. Like you couldn't tell me. I mean, basically, it was like, am I gonna have a bass drop? Am I gonna get a sped up vocal? And am I gonna get incoherent trash talking? Like <laughs> this is what I was looking
0: for at the diplomats. And one day I smile delivers. But now I just. Hey! <laughs> Joel's really liked calling us uh MFers. Like he just enjoyed mm. like he really enjoyed yelling and cussing. I really think he had some anger problems because he was <laughs> really like. He would get hype and he would just like swing at the air, and I'd be like, wait a minute, hold on. He was very patriotic. Like this is post-9-11. <laughs> he
1: really was repping for his country. Hey, but he
0: he just said he was Muhammad Otto on the plane.
1: He was he, you know, much like how people who burn the flag, like you gotta love them as like a representation.
0: He was, he was America. Ain't that America? Is that what you? Is that what you're doing right now? You're just reminding me of my military days when we got coined, quote unquote, when you would pass Warrior Week and you officially went from transition from being a trainee to actually being an airman. You, you were about to graduate from basic training, and we had to stand at parade rest and stand. I believe it was with our right hand out and our T.I. would walk by us and put the, put the coin in our hands, shake our hands, and tell us congratulations. And mm. in the background, they played, ah, oh, I forgot. Just that quick, I forgot. Give me some American anthem. Oh, uh, Proud to be an American. I was hoping like, for the Hulk Hogan theme song. Like, that would have made me cry. <laughs> Proud to be an American made all the other kids cry. Mm. But if mm. I would have heard I'm a real American, like, I, I would have broke down. Speaking of which, he's going to be at WrestleMania 30, just an FYI. Did you sign up for WWE Network? You can't sign up oh. until February 24th. February 24th. Um, some, some things have been coming out. It's getting a, it's a little shaky, baby. They making you pay for six months at a time? Six months at a time, only 1.5% of their catalog is going to be available upon launch. They got a big catalog, though.
1: They gotta hold, the problem is, is they got to hold it back. I want everything. I know. But six months from now they're gonna have to drop the oh now we're up to uh now we're up to twenty percent. It's like a new iPhone launch. They gotta give you something.
0: Yeah. I just assume that they would they would by then they would have given them enough time to um develop some more reality television shows and
1: stuff. I, I think actually the problem might be scaling up. Like this is a significant like I'm gonna get my IT nerd hat on because I do IT during the day. This is a significant project. Like this is crazy. The size yeah. of their catalog is in it's insane. Like they're 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 like trying to hire engineers from like Netflix and stuff like that. They've gotta be like because this is a video streaming, like this is just there's gonna be a lot of money they're gonna have to pump into it. And the problem is like they're gonna really take on a risk. If they were like if they were to say day one, you can get all of our stuff. Like they, they have to like ease into it so they don't front a bunch of money to pay for a bunch of stuff, and then not be able, to, and then all of a sudden they don't have the money coming in. That's why they got to slow play this. Yeah, because they're publicly traded, right? Yes. Yeah, so they're gonna be judged on like, you know, they don't. The only country, I mean, not the country, the only company who can do a sort of crazy project where they're just gonna spend a ton of money and not care about what their investors think is Amazon, because Amazon people expect that at Amazon. Right. You know. WWE, they got to roll into it, right? They got you know, to scale up the right way. Because, you know, I'll tell you what would make you mad is if day one, they're like, oh, all this stuff's available and there's glitches or there's problems. Like, that'll kill it. Day one experience has to be great.
0: True. Yes, absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So let's go from, I mean, it's not really that much of a stretch to talk about wrestling and, and diplomats. And okay, okay. Okay, which really sounds like a restless theme song. This is not a good record, man. It's a horrible song. oh he's yelling the whole like he's yell like it seems like do you remember that 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 scene from family Guy when um Stewie's having the screaming fight <laughs> yeah with I think with Brian that's what this song reminds me of like Joel's is scream fighting with the um with the flutes <laughs> yeah, that beat oh. I used to like this record too, but it has not oh. aged well. Oh, we all used to love this record. Like we, can, we can none of us confront. Um, we got a stupid
1: scare. Down isn't as bad as I thought it would would have been. No, down, down is bad.
0: It, I like the Mary J. sample. I hate that record. It's I used going to, down. Uh, I I used to love that record. <laughs> I, I hate that. Song. Uh, it just reminds me because Juels does that a few times on on these projects where he's like doing the whole the the sample is gonna be the hook. You know, kinda like hey, like, hey, oh, hey, like, hey, hey. No, 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 no. <laughs> like where <laughs> what like similar to oh boy. Where me and the sample right, are gonna go right. back and forth. Like this was just capitalizing off that. Like let me do that again. What I love is when he talks back to the sample.
1: <laughs> like, we're gonna yeah. get there. There's a record I want to talk about in a little bit. I can't like, that's just that's just pure dipsettery. Like I love that.
0: <laughs> dipsettery.
1: <laughs> um, Down's okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Monster music. That's an awful record. You know awful. it's funny?
0: Nobody remembers the original version of this record. It was on a DJ Clue tape, and it was dope. Yeah, uh, and whoever, a- who's
1: Opera Steve?
0: He's the he's the guy. I believe he did a couple of MLP records. Um he's done some hip hop records for um some guys where they can't clear a sample yeah. and they, they ask him to do it. I know he's done some work with MLP and dipset primarily.
1: Oh yeah. Uh no, no. I hear monster music and I'm just like, nope, 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 nope no, no good.
0: Oh, let's let's not let's not uh let's not overstand or let's not overlook the um overstand. It's like a five percent Let's not overlook the, um, the, the Jay-Z diss at the beginning. Is it, what's he say? When he's like, flutes. Bring the opera in. Oh. Yeah, Jay-Z diss. Back again, eh. Eh, I liked it when it was out, but no. My problem? Eh. It's uh, a jealousy, Charlemagne on the beat. Oh, jealousy was, yeah, jealousy was crazy when it was out. I never really liked that one. Yeah. Love Jealousy. I mean, it, it it didn't age well, but... No. How I Feel. I used to love that song. How it Feel's cool. I like how I feel. Side. I want to talk about why.
1: <laughs> why? <laughs> the intro to this alone, like, if you hear this and you're not laughing, like, you may not have a pulse, like, he's like, like, the you know, we get this... This Y sample. And then Juel's all of a sudden... It's like he, he has like this sort of existential thought. He's like, Yeah, the beat's always asking me why. And it's just like... <laughs> it's completely ridiculous. Um, I never realized this was an Usher sample.
0: I had no idea. Yeah. Uh, can you help me? Can you help For me? 8701. Hmm. Because I heard the Juel's record first. Oh, I didn't hear 8701 until much later. Because I remember the advance of 8701 that had U-Turn... It leaked like a year and a half early. Do you remember that? I think we talked about that. Yeah. Yeah, and it was terrible. And I was like, "You come, you came off of my way, and you did this." I was Like, nah. So I didn't. I didn't hear that album until much, much later. And I was like, "Oh, snap!" But why? Why? Sip. Why has not?
1: Why I was always on the edge of being annoying in two thousand three? It has not aged well. The, no. A lot of these are, um, let's just say these aren't the A level Heatmakers beats we're getting here. No. This is sort of when they got into, oh, we can take anything and pitch it up. Yeah. Um, wherever I go with Jimmy.
0: Wherever I go. No. But the screaming was really good. <laughs> yeah. But we can talk about Santana's Town. Oh, man. I've been waiting to talk about this song. I've been waiting to talk about this song actually for like years. The video. A really dope video. Um,
1: Jewels has really interesting videos. I'll give him that much. And by interesting, I mean hilariously just very Jewels. Like, especially his second album. Like some of those videos, you're just like, oh, God. But um, but no, Dip Santana's Town is is an interesting record because this is the beginning of the Dipset 2.0 sound.
0: Hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. They kind of were they strayed away from samples and gotten to more like opera stuff. Well, it's not just that. Like all of a sudden, the tempo
1: gets much more aggressive. Um, yeah. the hi hats are just everywhere. Like. The sort of, you know, this is so far away from something like, um, I love you. Yeah. Right? It's a totally different sound. I know. Now you just want to hear I love you. Yeah. Did I, did I send you my, my 1.5? No.
0: It's, um, it's in the, uh, it's in the folder. Wonderful. Bless you.
1: <laughs> anyway, um, no, Santana's Town, um. It's just, you know, like, the, the synths are just really hectic, um, it, and you really start to see this, especially with uh, Diplomatic you know, Immunity 2, um, the sound really starts to come into its own, and it's sort of a shift away from, you know, I, I, I don't know, I'm not really sure why they did this. I mean, yeah, I like the beat, especially at the time, but
0: um how do you feel about Santana's Town? I think it's a classic record. Mm, classic? Yeah. Definitely defined. It defined a period in time. Um, at the time, the, the beat was super dope. The video was dope. You know the thing about Santana lyrically, and I mean I tell You know what? Never mind. Because I said this last week, where you know Juels, like he can just he just says a lot of off the wall stuff, and it's really and this is this is by far his wackiest song lyrically. Like just some of the stuff he says on this record is just unbelievable. But it's still entertaining and engaging. Like, so when I hear a Days," "Kukame," "Zulu Gang," I'm not cringing. I'm singing along. I'd like to point out, obviously, that
1: obviously this is on rap genius. But there are verified annotations with <laughs> video of Jewels talking about "Gang of Gangs," "Who Hang and Bang," "Animals," orangutans.
0: Animals, dude. And bang is bang. Damn it, dude. The game's changed. I got a whole, what, what is it? I got I a got whole selection. I got a
1: whole selection, a whole collection, a whole selection of my whole collection. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, who thinks of that?
1: Well, to me, that if, you, t- if you'd like to view the verified annotation of Juel's I breaking go, that line down, go to rapgenius.com and search for Santana's talent.
0: To, I will be going to Rap Genius. Shout out to Rap Genius. <laughs> rapgenius.com slash Armand Wake Up. Look at you. Look at me. Now look at us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Inside uh, jokes for days. Um, uh,
1: <laughs> anyway. The, the, now what like Cam and Joel's like not only so sonically it's changing a little bit, but they're really embracing like the ghost face killer level of like. We're just going abstract. I'm gonna be nice and call it abstract and not just gibberish. Um. But uh, but you're right. This record like really define. Like this is totally 2003. This is the best
0: record on this album, right? Uh, yeah. I yeah. wonder why is it buried on the album like this though. Um. Why is this not track four? Or you know why why don't they go one day? I smile okay, okay down. Um, Santana's Town because you could turn off the album at that point <laughs> they don't know that <laughs> you don't think they know that no I don't think forget
1: fr- on, on, on Diplomatic Community 1 um Dipset Anthem is like track what 10 11
0: yeah they buried that record too
1: I mean you know on Wu-Tang Forever is it's yours the last track of, of disc
0: 1 right true very true one, two, one, two. It's the woo. Creeping through the shadows. Yo.
1: Talk about S- an influential record in terms of production.
0: What's that? For heaven's sake. Heaven's sake. Sir, ah, Excalibur. <laughs> what song is classic when you know the ad-libs? I know the ad... Oh,
1: man. I don't need to revisit my Inspector Dex stannery. Please just visit com. We did three incredibly long episodes I, I don't mean that to try to dissuade you i'm just saying very in-depth episodes on wu-tang
0: l- l- listen doc is a wu-tang stan I, so the I level of detail admit the level of detail in that is is amazing so yeah check that out all right where we at where we at? We're, at, we're at squally yeah squally i was gonna say it's
1: not squally <laughs> squally gotta get your gotta get your white boy voice on now we're gonna listen to squally um, heatmakers <laughs> uh, in the beat, J.R. Ryder. Um, I used to like this song. I never really liked this song.
0: I, I like the sample, and then Joe Budden used it on the growth on a song that never came out. Well, yeah, this uh, is
1: um, I want to know.
0: This is uh, never gonna let you go. Love Unlimited Orchestra. Oh, okay. Look at you! You finally threw a sample out. You never throw samples out on. It's this listed on Wikipedia. Like,
1: <laughs> I got a whole sample section for this. They got, whole, they got a whole
0: collection. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. You did. You did. Um, what we got next? Raindrops. Yeah. Mm, horrible. Why do you sample nights like this? I wish that raindrops would fall. You sampled the five hard beats, and you didn't even sample the five hard beats. You just just had somebody else sing it. If, if Eddie Kane ain't singing the part, I don't want to hear it. This is uh, this is after seven. Who is an R and B group founded by? Babyface. Babyface. Babyface's brothers. Did I ever tell you the story of After 7 wanting to sign me? That guy wanted to sign me to some deal? When was this? When I was in Japan. This is 2005. We did a talent show and he was there. And they he loved us and wanted to meet us and all this other stuff. And we laughed about it. We didn't take the meeting. Wow. Yeah. Didn't take it. Nah, didn't take it. Anyway. But- yeah, it, that was that was back in my like uh, snobby rapper days. What was, what was Babyface's brother going to do? Now I'm like, oh, that was Babyface's brother. <laughs> you idiot! Babyface is completely unappreciated. Oh, totally.
1: He has had... totally fallen off the radar. Is never mentioned.
0: Oh, I have a um, I have a Spotify playlist of Babyface that is like four hours long. Um, that is amazing. Babyface is totally unappreciated in, in in the musical landscape of musicality. I
1: admit, I, I sleep on Babyface.
0: I will admit that Man. totally. Um, I
1: I will say I do unabashedly love "There She Goes," even though that's not really a Babyface record. <laughs> say that again. You like what? "There
0: She Goes." Oh yeah, that's your joint. yeah Yeah. yeah. Didn't you like the other, I think we talked about that on the Neptunes retro. We must have. Didn't you like, um, not There She Goes, what's the other record that was on there? There was another record on the album Neptunes did, wasn't it? I'm sure, but that was what, 03 Neptunes? Yeah. Which meant I liked everything? (laughs) Right.
1: All right. Um, So we got, oh, My Love Remix. Nope.
0: Yeah, not so much. Nope. Why Why do you take 2003 Freeway off of 2003 Jimmy Jones? no sense makes no sense at all see what you did there yeah look at that um we get now what now we got let's go let's go aka
1: let's get it on aka no (laughs) they really tried with this song didn't they
0: i mean if i paid that much for that sample i would probably Mm. i would probably put that on like six or seven albums too you know,
1: it's funny because they, they they were remake they they started remaking all these um, like '90s records. They um, like push it. Well, that's that's like a late '80s, early '90s record. Um, and then um, oh, what the what's the record I'm thinking of?
0: They did my boo, my boo. They thank did, you. Um, so
1: you'd think if they wanted to go with Let's Get Influence they could have just remade Boom <laughs> <laughs> I'm also thinking
0: later <laughs> on. Are we are we going to get to... I don't know if we're going to get to Purple Haze, but you know he, he did oh, do uh, uh, girls, just, girls Just Want to Have Fun. I, I don't know. But he <laughs> said they should have did Boombastic. <laughs> Yo, I love Boombastic. <laughs> oh, that's horrible. That's a great record. That's horrible. Well, then you sample it then. You've already sampled Mark Morrison. You might as well just go ahead and complete the trifecta. <laughs> What's the... Wait. So it's Mark
1: Morrison... Bumbastic. What's the other? What's the? What's the other part of that track? Probably.
0: Um, here comes the hot stepper. Ine oh, Cibone. that's a great record.
1: <laughs> Listen, I really just need to make that jock jam slash <laughs> '90s. Like, if you were in the eighth grade and this came on, you were out there.
0: Yeah, like I'm yeah, talking. You need to make so basketball it
1: could, warm up. Basketball thing. warm up slash. I was dancing in a way that if my mother caught me, I would have been grounded for a week. Yeah. So you know we're talking tootsie roll.
0: Okay. What's we'll up? Freak, freak nasty the dip. Nasty dip. Um, Shorty swing my way. Swing my way. Quad City DJs the train. Everything quad city DJs. Yeah. All quad city. <laughs> All quad city DJs. Middle school dances loved quad city DJs. I have no idea why. What do you mean? Because those records were great.
1: <sighs> because the problem was it's like we needed records like that because what we heard on the on the on the radio the rest of the time, you, you're not dancing to that like that at a dance. Like we, I remember my eighth grade dance. We convinced, we, you know, we like we play, we listen to like, um, can't hold me down and like, like mm. can't nobody hold, hold me down. Like, we, they they put on like, you know, Wu Tang sometimes. Like you know, because we were yeah. in New Jersey and like, so <laughs> that. But you're not gonna get, you're not gonna get 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 to know that girl. You're not gonna be able to make mistakes that way,
0: right? Right. You're trying to make mistakes try. when you're when you're 13 years old. <laughs> gotcha. I you do have an eight year old daughter just letting you know that as you're talking about 13, you're just reminding me of my own mortality. <laughs> I mean, you, you, you know, I, I'm I know you got to save up that money so you can send her away to a convent like those cost money. Like, how does that work? Right. I have no idea how that works, but you just gave me that idea. <laughs> and that will be my plan. Not going to buy a house, going to put all my money into sending her to a convent. No, nah, man, you know how it works. The more you hold them back, the worse it gets. The worse it gets, absolutely. Anyway,
1: switching gears from 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 protecting your daughters to um, where we at now. Jazzy
0: Fizzle, yo, they really tried to force this record. Is this the point? No, we'll probably wait until what's the game's missing. But you know, I said it. I said it on last week's episode. But there are a couple of rappers who really gleamed to the the diplomat brand and benefited from it. And Ti was one of those rappers. And it benefited the Diplomats as well with their relationship because T.I. at the time was like the hottest on an underground level and Dipset were the hottest on an underground level in New York and it just, it worked. But this song didn't work though.
1: Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean, the record that they really, that really works is Crown Me, right? But Oh yeah.
0: And, uh, and uh, End of the Road on Jewel- or oh, I on can't wait Jones to talk album. about that Jim Jones <laughs> Man.
1: Um, but nah this doesn't
0: work at all. No, not at all. They tried.
1: And then this is for my homies. <sighs> he makes man.
0: man. You like this record? No.
1: <laughs> I no, was gonna I'm, say.
0: No. Not at all. Not at all. Not at all.
1: Um so overall, how we feel about this Joel Santana album? uh what <laughs> I, I just want to point out this got I, I'm looking at some reviews so this got two and a half out of five stars from all music
0: it got a 3.2 out of 10 from Pitchfork woohoo And but that means if Pitchfork gave it a 3.2 that means it's good n- oh here you go um and rap reviews
1: remember rap reviews yeah they're still around I used to read that site all the time yeah, that's still around. Six out of ten. Mm. Uh, that's generous. This is not a good album. Ah, uh, for two thousand and three, six out of ten was about right. The the problem was is we all knew the two records that that should have been here, or yeah. at least the one record that should have been here. And it's, it sounds record. crazy, but like in this era, like that one record could have anchored a whole part of this album. Hmm. And then you know the sample problem with Monster Music. Yep. You know, you you could kind of talk yourself into a world where. Maybe you trim away stuff that you don't need. You know, maybe Skits. you get some sample clearances. You could talk yourself into a halfway decent album. But that was also, you know, that was part of the excess of the of the era.
0: Right. right? Absolutely. I mean, it, is it like Purple
1: Haze, isn't that like 24 tracks?
0: Yes. Right? Like, it gets crazy. Yes. Absolutely. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at ClockRadioSpeakers.com.